Welcome to the Porsche Club Insider, your one stop for all things Porsche and PCA. Here's your host, Vu Gwyn, and the Insider Crew. Welcome, everyone, to episode 44. I'm here with the crew, Manny Albin, Damon Lowney, Robert Forsyth, and the man that now carries the weight of PCA on his shoulders, newly minted National President Aaron Ambrosino. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And I got to point out, since Aaron is Vu's boss, <laughs> that you have uh, no, no, you cannot be censored. You have no uh, edit button. You can say whatever you, you want. So feel free, anything you want. Vu cannot. You edit have you. the ultimate power, man. He wishes he had. That's right. Because <laughs> I because you know he edits me. I found this out. Uh, 40, forty-two episodes. Forty-two episodes in, I found out that all these great lines I had. Or, uh, never made I'm it surprised that it took you 42 episodes to realize that. But you don't go back and listen to I yourself. I do listen talk. to it, but you know, I don't laugh at my own jokes. I just what I'm listening for is sound and uh, yeah, yeah. and whatnot, but not uh, you know specific moments. You know. Yeah. Well, I will take this opportunity to encourage folks. If you're listening to us and you're enjoying what you're hearing, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. If you're watching us on YouTube, it's really important that each and every one of you, if you hit that subscribe button, try to get us closer to our goal of 100,000 subscribers. I do want to thank a few people that we always say we love to see the comments and love to see uh, emails from folks. Um, this username I, stands for something, but J-H-F-Y-B-C-D-T showed his interest in um, a future cruise, so we will take note of that. And then we got an, e uh, an email from Gurney Eagle 500 yeah. who watches us <laughs> very cool and email. listens to a very cool email. So uh, thank you so much for dropping. I, I like the part where you said his wife was telling him he was reaching stalker status. <laughs> and I will say it's okay. We don't yeah. consider you a stalker. You're just an avid listener. Uh, so thank you for that. So not to take the, the mood down, but I think we have to start with Monday night last week. The automotive world was just, uh, just shaken up yeah. by the passing of Ken Block. Yeah, we were. Uh, I was. Uh, Damon texted us uh, Monday evening when he heard the news, and uh, it took a while to process because you look at Ken Block and you look at a guy who's relatively young, fifty-five and, years you know, young, and and much like uh, hearing about Michael Schumacher when he died, not died, but was in, seriously injured in that skiing accident. Uh, everything that Ken Block's done with the Jim Connor yeah. uh, driving at Pikes Peak, and if you ever seen the videos, if you haven't seen the videos, you got to go to YouTube and you owe it to yourself to watch the videos because this guy was a master of car control. It's amazing uh, the skill he had. That wasn't his first career. Yeah, his first career was uh, DC shoes. DC shoes, and yeah. he actually got into professional driving fairly late in the game right he was like mm -hmm. in his mid-30s before he started rallying and but obviously he has a natural talent and was you know just just kind of in the scene with Jim Khanna and what I consider him as an automotive icon right because he's he bridged the gap of all the different generations the things that he was doing you know folks that have been in the car world for a long time are in all of his skill and then all these younger people mm -hmm. that he pulled up from like the skating world or the yeah. BMX world they're looking at him through uh X Games and all that yeah. stuff man that's we for... can't forget about Hoonigan oh know, yeah of course he, absolutely he started uh, and is now I mean you look at car media, especially on YouTube uh, or on a digital platform, and um, it's what all of us is everywhere. Yeah, and so. we all aspire to have that level of influence in the automotive game. I yeah. mean, he he did it, and uh, man, it's just I, it's it's heartbreaking. Uh, I I recently watched the the YouTube series of him, um, you know, trying to win the championship of the U.S. Uh, rally events and. Uh, the you know the trials and tribulations of, of and how scary the things that you're doing in a rally and, and you know they, he, he had significant crashes and walked away from stuff yeah. and as you said earlier Manny you know just like other automotive icons out there passed away doing something that's yeah. fairly mundane compared to vacation what, and yeah fun a vacation or and having right? fun you know it's just yeah. you you can't believe that and and you know, also followed the story of uh, the the journey of uh, he and his daughter. You know, Leah, fourteen year old, starting to drive, and now she's sixteen, just finally finished up her Audi coupe, 
mm. modified crazy turbo and you can just you know you see that that bond there and you're like man this is going to be an amazing story and unfortunately there's so much left to do and he's not going to get that opportunity like that just yeah. that just ugh. it hit hard it's it hard that's for sure and and you so when we were talking about this news I wasn't watching a football game, but you were watching <laughs> Monday a football game. Yeah, Monday Night Football. Yeah, it was Monday the night. Bills and the Bengals, and I was watching because uh, uh, depending if the Bengals won or lost affected the Ravens, uh, you know, how the playoffs would play out. So, you know, I was I was watching it, and uh, I was watching, unfortunately, uh, uh, DeMar Hamlin uh, for the uh, Bills, who was uh, on the ground, and they were performing CPR. He had suffered a, uh, what they call sudden cardiac arrest death, something very personal to me. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, it was uh, amazing. Uh, you know, when I got the text from uh, Damon about Ken Block, and um, I said, "Well, you, you got to watch Monday Night Football. This mm. is incredible that yeah. uh, this this guy is uh, teetering on life and death." And um, as of uh, early this morning, I read that uh, he is um, awake. He is uh, communicating with the family, still on the ventilator, but things are looking very good. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first twenty four hours, like they say, is critical. And uh, yeah, he still has a long road. I don't know if I'll ever play football again, but he can uh, easily live a, a regular life again. And, uh, you know, if you want to know the difference between a cardiac arrest and a heart attack, there's a huge difference. Go to CNN. They have a great article. A lot of people confuse the two, but they're really completely uh, different. And additionally, uh, if you don't know CPR, learn it. Yep. Uh, see mm-hmm. if you can sign up with the Red Cross, American Heart Association. There's different uh, organizations that either will get your office to do it. Uh, Laura told me you guys did it yeah, three years did. ago. Yeah. Uh, or convince your, your place of business to buy an AED, a defibrillator device, because uh, I'm sure DeMar did not go into the game thinking that he would be carted out in the ambulance uh, because of a sudden cardiac arrest. So, and, and fortunately, that's having a happy ending. But Monday was tough. You also had Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Nice. guy in the Marvel series. He was, uh, uh, how random he was is injured. That? Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, I'm like, uh, this is not a good Monday night. <laughs> yeah. And bring it in the new year, new year in some ways. It's yeah. been a rough yeah. start. Well, I mean, in light of all this, you really, you know, we say this all the time. And, you know, people make fun of, say, YOLO. But yeah. it really is. You, you have one chance at, you know, this life. Make the most of it. You never know what's going to happen. And, um, we, you know, we're certainly excited about 2023. And there's mm-hmm. a lot going on. And I'm just going to try a bit harder to have even more fun. <laughs> is that possible after the cruise huh? <laughs> i don't think you were struggling really hard to have fun i mean it's <laughs> it's, uh, it's uh, we've got a we've got a, a sizzle reel from the from the cruise i'll have to sh- uh, share with you guys later but yeah i mean you, you did see your executive director in the snowman suit uh, no i i did see that video it did get passed around so yeah whatever it takes to make pca members that, happy. i think that was like no alcohol involved with his no part that's that's the thing is i am like naturally high on life like i don't need <laughs> drugs i don't need liquor like i feed off of pca members too. <laughs> I, th- I think it would. I think it would. And and and, and this happened uh, Christmas Eve or something like that. My my sister had some concoction that she mixed up that it was whiskey, and I drank it because it was delicious. But literally, I just found myself I'm so sleepy, <laughs> and, <I> just, <laughs> and it did the opposite. She's like, "What's wrong with you?" I'm like, "I'm just sleepy. I don't know. Whatever you put in it just made me sleepy." Well, Milko so. can get a sponsor that sells edibles. <laughs> Something to think about. No, no, <laughs> let's not go there. Um, so uh, let's talk about uh, what we did la- last week. Any car stuff for you guys? Uh, I did my normal co- cars and coffee. It uh, uh, We had a good turnout, but uh, it rained uh, the night before, so the roads were so wet. Uh, luckily, it washed off most, most of the salt, but I uh, was lazy, and I said, you know what? I really don't want to get the Porsche dirty again, and I'll wait till a dry day, which was actually on Sunday. It was a beautiful dry day. Uh, I took the BMW Z3 to Cars and Coffee, uh, but Sunday I decided, you know what, this is a perfect day to drive the exercise, the uh, the 964 914. Uh, the Boxster we drive year-round as all seasons, but the uh, other two, uh, I tend to drive only on nice days in the wintertime. I don't like to store them. I mean, I put like the uh, fuel conditioner, but that's about the extent of it. Uh, I always make a point of driving at least once a month, maybe every three, anytime it's uh Nice weather. Mm-hmm. There's no, no salt. No salt on the road. Yeah, yeah. so I go out there. Um, I know Aaron lives in Albany, so he doesn't have that uh, 
I don't know how many nice spring like days you get in February. Yeah, or, what's or what's your schedule with the cars? Yeah, so most of the time by Thanksgiving they're put away. So you know, oil change, prep them to be uh, put in storage, and they go away just before Thanksgiving. Uh, the race car will come out beginning of April, and usually end of April, beginning of May, the nine eleven comes out of hibernation. So. Yeah. Wow, that's a long stretch to yeah, it is. look at your car and be like, oh, we'd like to drive you. Yeah. Oh, wow. So mileage-wise on what what kind of miles do you have on your car? kind of like car? your 914, right? Oh, bro. Wow, you had to go there. Oh, oh. You had to go there. This is a new year, man. You should start the new you of not making fun of Vu. And I, I, that was never my resolution. We did the resolution. <laughs> I made that goal for you. Oh, but you're you're beautiful 911. That what year is that? That's an 87. Yeah, that's an 87. Yeah, G50 it's car. Stunning. Yep, it's gorgeous. Yep. It's it's got some uh, it's got some. What do we call it? Uh, uh, not camber gang, but uh, it's lowered. It's, it's lowered. It's a, yeah, it's we're a we're car. we're a bit below European ride height on it. Because uh, that used to be my oh, track. stance. It's got a very stance, low stance. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, that used that's to be not my track stance car. yet. You no. got to go oh, his, lower for yeah. stance. Yeah. His is, his is, his is say, no, it looks good. It doesn't look like it's, it's slammed down or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that, I mean, that was my track car when I first started to de, you know, got yeah. into DE. That was what I used as a track car. So yeah. lower and some just little bit of suspension work on it to make it handle a bit better. But can you imagine DEing that car now? No. No. <laughs> Absolutely. You, autocross, yes. Yeah. I'll autocross it, but yeah. DE, just no. No, no. So, so you s- have that? I know you had a 987 Cayman. Do you still have that? No, got rid of the Cayman. Of the Cayman. We swapped that okay. for a spec Boxster. Yeah. And then uh, my wife's daily is a uh, Cayenne diesel. Mm. Oh, nice. And I, we I got like that. Yeah, we great, got that. They're great cars. We got that oh, for yeah. because I needed to tow our the race car and the trailer. Yeah. So... There's I a little said, ulterior I, motive. I, I see what you did yeah, there. I see what right? you did there. Honey, I bought my wife honey, a Porsche, you, but... You, honey, we need, we need a diesel. We need a Cayenne diesel. Cayenne diesel. But, no, but she loves that thing. That, I'll tell you, that is probably the best car we've ever had. Yeah. Between towing, just, you know, you walk, take it to dinner. Gobs and then work. my wife and I, we do a lot of hiking. So we're mm-hmm. out, I don't want to say the wilderness, but dirt back roads and stuff. And it just goes everywhere. And What's it just, your it's uh, average miles per gallon you're getting on it? Um, we're right around 30. That's incredible. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, towing obviously less, but just highway driving. Yeah. yeah. We're around 30. You get, that, uh, you get that too. Every three, every three gallons, right? Are you talking about compared to my, <laughs> my 30 car miles for every three gallons? Bro, really? Yeah. New year. <laughs> New year. Yeah. yeah. My, my, on, on a good day, I get like 15. Yeah. In, no, uh, that, I mean that, and it's just, it's just a super comfortable rides yeah. really, really well. Yeah. And you know, again, some it doesn't mentioned. sound like a diesel. No, no, no I picked up Roxanne one time from the airport in the Cayenne diesel, a friend of mine's, and we're riding back to uh, to where, where uh, we were meeting at. And I said, uh, Does it sound any different to you? And she's like, No, I'm like, Because you're riding in a diesel. And yeah, she was yeah. used to the Ford F two fifty that my brother had, and it sounded like a dump truck. Like a, yeah, and yeah. she was like, "I can't believe it's a diesel." I'm like, yeah, yeah. Super "I drove, quiet. I drove a Cayenne diesel in November for um, uh, a future one mile review." So either haven't scheduled it out um, on an exact date, but late January, early February. If you want to know what it's like to drive a Cayenne diesel for the first time, there will be a review about that. Uh, my big thing is, yes, great engine, doesn't sound like a diesel compared to like, you know, the 80s and 90s. Um, and it does everything a Cayenne will do. Uh, the only thing, I wonder if you think the same thing, is with the diesel, it does everything so well in your daily drive, commuting, road trip, anything that you think when you take it on a back road, it's going to be fun. And I haven't driven a Cayenne diesel on a back road, but my Golf, it just it falls flat. It does everything great, and then you take it on a back road, and it's kind of like because it's not revy. Yeah, just like as yeah. soon as you get into the uh, you know want to get on the throttle out of a turn, yeah, it's running out of steam. Yeah, I you know again, it's the the gas model definitely has a bit more um, scoot to it, and yeah. you know on the back roads, but that's interesting. I've never heard about that, but it makes sense though. I mean, yeah. it's not a very revy engine, right? So in yeah. back roads, throwing it around. Well, it does everything so yeah. well that yeah. you think that a back row, and it takes turns fine. It just yeah, yeah it handles really it well. But yeah, it's you know, and we have the flappy paddles uh-huh. as well. But um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 it doesn't have the response of mm-hmm. you know the gas Cayennes. Yeah. But 
everything you know, else. Other than that, it's just, I mean, it's a fantastic. I like the tech. What's, what's the red line at? Five? Probably five, five, five or six, I think, or, in that. Yeah, sub so 5,500, somewhere in there. I yeah. just remember the numbers seem to be more spread out. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously diesels don't rev very high. And now they're. Now they're like unicorns. I mean, it's hard to find yeah. them. People mm. that have them love them. They don't want to let go of them. And uh, don't they have like a ridiculous warranty now on them too? Um, yeah. After they did the recall on them, it's 10 years or 100,000 miles on mm. any of the emission I'm systems. You, great. Yeah. yeah. So, the whole so, powertrain probably, so, right? So for yeah. those that don't know, you know, after the the whole emission scandal with with these cars like what was the fix and how did it affect the, the diesel um when we bought ours the fix had already been done mm. but there's a uh i guess there's an erg system that recirculates the exhaust mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that as the exhaust comes through it then gets re sent back through and reburnt uh-huh. so it burns cleaner yeah so that is what they had to do and i believe there was a software update as well mm-hmm. that was involved in that um but you don't know of a performance difference because when you got your car, it was already done. Yeah, I talking to other diesel owners, um, they said they did notice a little bit of a performance difference mm-hmm. when they did the changeover. Yeah. But the fact that we didn't drive it before that, you don't we know. Don't, yeah, we didn't know. Yeah. We didn't. Again, we didn't know what it was like before. But again, it's I just love it, and you know, my wife drives it constantly. When we go places, she loves to drive, so I just get to sit back and relax. And, and you guys never owned a diesel before yeah. this one? That is not why you sit back and relax. I have driven with Aaron Ambrosino. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean, There's man? a reason why his wife drives instead of him. Same what, reason what my you, wife drives instead of I was about to say, what are you talking about? You're always in the passenger <laughs> yeah. seat as well because your wife does not like you driving. Your wife, Aaron, does and not I'm, like Aaron, you driving. Aaron, do you say yeah. to your wife what I used to say? To, I used to say to my wife, I am licensed to drive fast and i would bring out my club racist <laughs> license and say see and, and this he, is my and license he, to go and fast. here's where i will throw down both of your wives love driving with me well that's because you're slow so <laughs> it's, it's miss daisy uh, <laughs> exactly yeah. because i'm smooth there's no rush i don't honk at people you just don't realize how fast you're going because he's so I, smooth. I, 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 yeah i don't yell <laughs> i don't yell at every exit when people are trying to get off you guys are like way too stressed what 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 where was it that i think when you were going to the New York Auto Show, literally, uh, Manny, your left hand was on the horn the whole time you were driving in New uh, York. I, listen, I don't beat the horn at everyone. <laughs> but your hand is hovering. You're like ready to you like, fire at any You have to when you drive that little car. <laughs> even my 914, which I have to keep my, because people don't see you, you know. Even the, even the light flashing in their mirror saying there's a car next to you isn't enough for people to just start moving in into you. So I, I literally drive every I, I day. I love with you my too, but one. you guys are the worst candidates for road rage. <laughs> Like we we were, uh, I'll use Manny as another example. We went to like a, a PCA dinner, and then afterwards we you know we all depart around the same time, and then I see him take off, and I'm going, did that guy just cut Manny off or something? Like why is he like so driving driving so aggressive? So I called him later. He's like, no, I was just going home. <laughs> Like, literally, I could see the aggression of his driving, and I wasn't even in the same car. Yeah. It wasn't aggression. It was just, I, I go in the left lane. and You, you know, saw just, a gap. And yeah. <laughs> I let people know I'm behind them just so yeah. they can be nice and move over. And, and just, just last night with Aaron, we're picking up our the other EC members at the airport. We're not in a rush. We're not late for anything. But, you know, when you get to... You get to the uh, departure curb. There's families hugging and kissing and all that. The best and so, so I get behind that family and, and, and the people we're picking up is like, you know, right in front of them. They did take their time, but he about blew a gasket. Yeah, but wait, no. See, but again, you, what you do is you leave out important details of the story, yeah. right? The problem was they weren't all the way over against the curb. They were. They They're were literally in the, in the middle, middle of the, the like during the third They're lane. They're in their own special world. world. Yeah. Like, no one else exists. They're, right. Situational but, awareness. We like Manny. <laughs> listen, Manny will attest to this, right? Especially in club racing, it's called situational oh, awareness. You need goodness. to know what's going on around you. And that family they did it. They, that they were just was, having a hug fest in the middle of the room. That literally was the center of the universe, right there. Everything revolved around that family it, going on. A I want to walk up to them. Yeah, and say, how, how much does it cost? And they're going to say, How much does what cost? 
and I would say, to enter your little fantasy world you live in, <laughs> the one where no one else is around you, and you can do anything you want. Ladies with no and gentlemen, this is why you, this is why their wives don't let them drive when they yeah. go places. The best with Aaron though was uh, when we were in San Francisco. Oh, we were in oh, the gosh. city of San Francisco. He was driving. His uh, wife uh, Amelia was in the uh, passenger seat. We Blue were in, we were were in, the in there like an Impala or something. And we were we were egging Aaron on to recreate the bullet chase scene where the cars go <laughs> airborne, and he was just about to. She's screaming, like, Aaron, I was saying, oh, don't you dare. <laughs> thank God. Thank God I came to my senses because the last. You forgot the lock cross, damage no, waiver? Oh, whoa, no, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This was the best. So we're, as we come down the hill, you know, there's the crossroad where you would catch a little bit of air. I came to it and she started screaming. So I slowed down as soon as we crest over the road and down the hill. It's funny. There's how a car. Re- it's funny how he remembers oh, it this man. way, right Manny. There. No, 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 no. No. He retold, he probably retold that completely <laughs> no. inaccurately. Oh, okay. So as you go down this road, there's at least three or four road crossroads. So he's had, he has like four opportunities. And of course, we're egging him on just so that we can hear Amelia yell at him. Aaron Ambrosino, Aaron Ambrosino, don't you listen to these two. You do you. <laughs> everything right so the first little hill he does and he's he manages it like, second hill he's like and then by the fourth hill he's like, i can't take it anymore like in his mind he's like you know i'm gonna get it from my wife but i can't take it anymore so he dips into the throttle just a bit and as we come over the crest, that's when he does realize there's a car on the other side <laughs> and we're going aaron Ambrosino, you need to stop <laughs> you were just so be careful me. what you wish for my friend yes 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 um so, anyways, for me, uh, car stuff. I went to Cars and Poke. Do you know what car Poke is? I do. Yeah, that's a, that's like a hipster a raw thing. Fish you know what that or is? Tuna, I guess you were saying. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's a. Um, it was like a pop up car meet we had not too far from my house at a Poke restaurant. And um, what's what's different is it was from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. And uh, I have to say the demographics that was there was completely different from the cars and coffee at 8 a.m. And it it was still very cool, but it was very different. Um, definitely a lot younger of a crowd. And uh, I actually didn't take my Porsche. I took my Mustang because um, I hadn't driven it in a while. And a buddy of mine, he didn't take his Porsche. He took his BMW. Did they know you were the original owner of this Mustang? Um, so it's pretty funny They because there weren't. I think there was only one other Fox body Mustang there. It was like people were pretty amazed at how clean this Fox body is. And so I did get to tell my story. And uh, and uh, we looked around, my buddy and I, and he's like, do you realize there isn't a single Porsche here? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're right. And I felt bad. I was like, man, I should have represented today because there wasn't any. And then he started going into, and this is <clears throat> Paul Gentili. Um, he's like, are, do you think these kids are actually enthusiasts? And I'm like, of course they're enthusiasts. Look at what they're doing to their cars. They may not be driving or doing things that we would do to our cars, but they're absolute enthusiasts. And he was like, I don't know about that. And here's an example. Here's this. There's this one kid which probably inherited this Volvo station wagon from his parents. Um, but that Volvo wagon is a real-wheel drive platform, front-engine car, a uh, front-engine car. He did an LS swap in a Volvo wagon. Not only was it an LS swap, but he decided to put turbos, plural, on it. And most sane people would put turbos in the fenders, uh, behind the bumper. Nope, he decided to route it so that they're sticking up above the hood. Two twin turbo LS swap Volvo. He did it himself. In his, I mean, the car, as far as aesthetics, looked terrible because well, shorter he, distance from ex- exhaust to the turbocharger and more cooling. I was gonna say, more cool, you more want. Porsche does that yeah, with the Cayenne, right? Exactly. So I'm like, kudos to this kid because. Man, that's awesome! Like to see these, these, you know, this younger generation get grease under their nails. I mean, we had everything from um, Subarus, Supras, <laughs> uh, the VW crew rolls pretty deep, um, and there were some rich young kids with like McLarens and Lambos. But I think they are very much enthusiasts. They're just in a kind of stage in their life where they're driving different cars. They can't afford, you know. Let's be honest, Porsches. To get into the game, if they're there, they're enthusiasts. If they're there, they're enthusiasts. Exactly, and and I am never one to hate on an enthusiast. We've got so many things. We were talking about this earlier. Live it up, like 
I'm just happy that they're into cars, right? They're just, they're just playing the field until they get into a Porsche, you know. Well, well, <laughs> later the, on, the thing is, the thing is, how many times have you gone to a, a show, right, and or even an autocross, and you're in your Porsche, and someone walks up to you and they're like, "Oh, you know, I wish I could be in a Porsche." And you look around, and like you see their the car they bought is a Lexus, whatever, or or a Subaru that they spent fifty grand. Like they didn't realize that they could have gotten into a Porsche, right? Yeah. Well, my, my thing, especially with autocross, is you know, it's you think Porsche, and you know, it, that's a fast car, right? And I think that you know, myself included, you know, until I got humbled at SCCA events, is that you know, I, I show up and I think, you know, I'm a I'm a pretty good driver. I'm in a Porsche. I should do pretty well. And, you know, especially Honda Civics, you know, Miatas and this and that. And actually, I found out those are legitimately fast cars. And with a good driver, I stand no chance. Yeah. So and it and it's also the application of it all, right? There's like there's always gonna be someone faster you in whatever make car. But what we know as Porsche enthusiasts is the Porsche's do a lot of things well. Mm-hmm. You can do an autocross. You can go to the track. You can go to dinner. Mm-hmm. And pretty much, you don't have to do a whole lot to the car. You could leave it stock and do pretty well at all of it. Some of these cars that you're talking about, like let's you, let's say you take a, a 90 Civic or a Miata. Yeah, some, some stock cars with good drivers can do well. But most of the ones that are FTD cars are heavily modified, right? Yeah. But you can take – I love it when I see stock Porsches – you know, our top 10 at autocrosses and they might have tires, but that's pretty yeah. much it. And then they can go home with air conditioning on and go to the grocery store. Well, that's and, a great thing about these yeah. open meats, like, uh, your poke bowl or the, uh, cars and coffee. <laughs> you get to realize Porsche is not the only car. Well, you get to see enthusiasts. Like not, not, <laughs> yeah. every, not everyone's income level yeah, uh, is exactly, for a Porsche yeah. or a Ferrari or mm-hmm. McLaren, but you see people who, uh, you know, are bringing the Honda Civics or, yeah. or the VW Golfs or whatnot, but it, you know, they're prouder, they've done, they've done mods or whatever. Yeah. And I always tell people, like, the car does not make a person interesting. I, I've seen jerks driving 911 yeah. turbos, oh, and sure. I've seen jerks driving Toyota Corollas, mm-hmm. and, and, and seen cool people doing the same thing. It's uh, it's the attitude. And the great thing about events like these that I find is that uh, people are more than willing to talk about their ride, and, and it's no judgment, you know. And it's, and it's not even placement. You just park where you park, and that's it. Yeah. There was one comment that I heard. A younger group of kids say that was kind of interesting they were like why do like, the older hot rod guys why do they park their cars and then open their hood <laughs> did, did you slowly walk over to your mustang and put the hood down that was not me my hood was not open thank you very much <laughs> but uh yeah no I'm, I'm super excited that there's there's plenty of enthusiasts out there and uh, they'll land in our world you know yeah all right, so let's see. Uh, would you you do anything car related, Damon? Yeah, um, I if you remember, I think probably a couple podcast back uh, podcast back, I said I was doing the underdrive pulley on my Cayman to put a um, harmonically damped underdrive pulley to sort of offset what I've done with the light and flywheel. And when I was doing that, I saw that the front main seal or the crankshaft pulley seal. Um, it's a little bit, you can see a little of oil, not, not really, uh, leaking, but just you can see it seeping through. It's a little bit moist. Oh. You can see that the seal probably needs to be replaced at some point, probably good for a little while, um, a little while longer, but I figure I know it's starting to leak. Why not just take care of it? So I've done seals before on other cars and, um, basically I thought it would be easy. I knew that it would be tight. In there, especially Boxer Cayman, you have probably, I think it's 60 or 70 millimeters of room between the end of the crank and the where wall. the firewall starts. Firewall, yeah. And um, so just not a lot of room. And I realized after taking some picks, you know, and um, trying to pull the seal out that way, one of the picks broke. Oh, no. Fortunately, the piece of the pick I was able to pull out outside the engine wouldn't oh. let it fall in so i'm kind of just <laughs> oh okay i need to take my time yes buy the correct tool because this is i can't make a mistake that's, on this. that's where you so. have to walk away there's so many times like yeah. if you're fighting it you yeah. gotta walk away yeah. and i've learned that i mean i you know i've mm-hmm. worked on cars for a long time and i used to just like just yeah. pound my head and be, i gotta yeah. get this bolt i gotta get this bolt and you spend three hours nothing yeah. but nowadays if like it takes me yeah. more than 10 minutes and I, it starts fighting me i drop the tools yeah. 
go grab a beer, go sit somewhere, yeah. let life go by for a little bit, and then I come back and lo and behold, it's like, yeah. oh, I got to get this right tool, yeah. or oh, I talked to somebody, or yeah, because if you drop yeah. that inside the engine, that's the engine's done. Oh. I mean, that, it might not be done, but... I mean, you'd need to rebuild it and yeah, yeah. take it apart. Yeah. Well, that's so, pretty much uh, done. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so that didn't happen, and Sunday afternoon or evening, I just, I've left it there. I went and took some measurements. I bought a tool that should do it correct. It's a little bit too long, but I might cut the end of that tool off so it will fit in that area and then pull the seal out right, and uh, hopefully by the end of this weekend, um, the car will be up and running again. There you go. So... That's what so I've been doing. I think we have a video of when I first met Aaron and Amelia, and we were uh, at the New York Auto Show, and we saw this lovely couple checking out this turbo cab. And Manny, this look at the look at the microphone. We still had a wired this microphone. This was like that first year or two of us doing uh, videos. Yeah, and it's uh, we're just trying to capture the essence of the New York Auto Show when Porsche used to display there. And uh, lo and behold, we saw this couple that was uh, interest, interested in this car, but it really was because you've grown up in this world. For sure, yeah. So uh, started with your dad. What was How did he get into PCA? Yeah, so my dad, um, back in 66, he and my mom went to the Volkswagen Porsche dealer looking to buy a Volkswagen Fastback. And when he walked in, there was a poster there. It says, if you drive one, you'll buy it. And it was for the new 912 that had just come out. So my dad went ahead and took it for a test drive and bought it. <laughs> so that's how my dad got started in um, in Porsche in the Porsche world. Uh, so he had a 66, had a 68, and then eventually he had a uh, 74 911. So by the time I came around, I don't remember the 912s, but I remember the uh, 74 911, emerald green metallic. Ooh. And that's kind of the car I grew up in, in the back seat, going wow. everywhere. Um, was that his daily the by, by that time by the time i was old enough to realize you it know what we had car. that was kind of his track car weekend yeah. car um but you know we would certainly go for rides in it on weekends and whenever we could take it he would now, um, was he a diy kind of guy or? oh yeah for sure yeah, for yeah. sure yeah he's uh, so you were passing wrenches and stuff like that yeah my my dad's father was a mechanic in the army oh, so nice. you know my dad learned from him. I learned from my dad. So, you know, it's nice to be able to wrench on your own cars. And I, too, have had that situation where it's like, I need to walk away from this <laughs> because I'm either going to break that bolt or I'm going to snap something. And I just need to leave it yeah. for a few minutes and then, you know, reassess from how are we going to get this done. And so but it's, you know, cause my wife, you know, sometimes you get so aggravated while you're working on the cars. Why do you? I said, well, it's. It's, it's, you know, it's therapeutic to a certain point, right? (laughs) When everything goes well, it's relaxing. You know, it's enjoyable to work on your own car and understand how things work and know that, you know, it's been done and done right. And if something goes wrong, you can't blame the guy, you know, the mechanic that worked on it. You know, it's you, you're the one that did the work. So, um, but yeah, you know, growing up with my dad and my mom, they were both heavily involved in the club. My dad volunteered for the local region uh, became region president, did some volunteering for the zone level, uh, again, heavily involved in DE, became an, uh, an instructor, my mom DE. So growing up, I would always go to the track with my dad, uh, Lime Rock, Watkins Glen. Um, so, you know, when you grow up in the, in the club, you meet a lot of great people. Uh, when he was president, we would have meetings at our house and there'd be six or eight Porsches in the driveway, another six or eight out in the street. So you come home from practice and there's all these Porsches around your house. It is just, I got to imagine super cool. Even today, let alone back in the 70s and 80s, a Porsche in and around Albany, a collection of Porsches in and around Albany is probably a rare sight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So, so, you know, I have three kids and I figure it can go one of two ways because they're around Porsches and the Porsche things that we do. They could either love it like the way you ended up loving it, or they don't want anything to do with it. Like I don't want anything to do with boats, right? And my dad had boats, um, so obviously you took the path of you want to continue this passion for Porsches. Like at what point did you say, um, you know, it's fun working on dad stuff, but I want one of my own. Like when when did that come about? Yeah, I, you know, as a teenager, I'm like, I, at some point I need to own one of these. Um, the question is, how am I going to get there? Yeah. So when I got out of college, my mom said, look, why don't you move home, save some money and buy a house versus, you know, renting? Yeah. Because all you're doing is paying sure. somebody else's mortgage, right? Exactly. Which is a great idea. Yeah. So I moved home, 
And after about four or five years, I had saved up enough money. Unfortunately, I went out and bought a Porsche. <laughs> now, mom was not thrilled. Oh, right? wait, we had, the, when did the plan change, Aaron exactly. Ambrosino? We had the plan for a house. My father was quite proud. That but I he can't that. say that, though. Right, he, he can't, can't say because that. Because he can't go against my mom. Yeah. So it took another couple of years before I was able to save up enough to go. So you're in your 40s, you're living at home. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was I was out of the house in my twenties. I was out of my house, out of my parents' house in my twenties. So how old were you when you when you got the the this is the eighty seven? The eighty I bought the eighty seven, I believe in ninety six. Okay. Wow. So I was twenty five when I bought that car. Oh, you beat me by nice. three years. Yeah. 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 Guess guess how old I was when I bought my first Porsche. How old? Nineteen. Wow. I was eighteen. <laughs> you were eighteen? Dang. I bought my eighty one nine twenty four. For those oh. listening, how old were you when you bought your first Porsche, and what did you buy? I was Comment below. 30 when I bought my first 911. Yeah. Wow. So my, mine just, for the record, in 989, 944S2. But you too, Damon, you grew up around Porsches, right? Like Yeah, for, yeah. For, and so my you, uncle's been president of San Diego region two or three times. My aunt of the same region once. Yeah. So it's... So you're 87, yeah. uh, G-Body, G50 car... Stanced out. It's lower than your ride height. It's a good looking car, but that was also like your do everything car, right? Yeah, that well, you know, it was weekend drive car, DE autocross. That's amazing. That car did DE because yeah. it looks just concourse. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Well, 10, 15 years ago, being a car like that, no brainer, oh, no. right? Yeah, so they uh, didn't look like that. They were yeah. like pretty. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Beat but, the hell. But also, mm-hmm. like in two thousand, in the two, mid two thousands. When you went to a DE, the the majority of the cars were cars oh, just yeah, like what you, what you have, yeah. right? But now when you go a D, to a DE, if you don't have GT in the model designation mm-hmm. of your car, you are a speed. When model. I just started doing it, I showed off my 964, and everyone was like, oh, my God, you got a 3.6, yeah. and you have ABS brakes. They oh, called them God. cheetah brakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember going to the track with my dad when there were no cars on trailers. I mean, oh, yeah. We, oh, yeah. You know, they – Eight or ten guys would get together and caravan I think out the to the horses Glen. Would bring them out, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's everybody drove their car, yep. you know, to and from the track. Put tires and, on the roof, put tires inside oh, the yeah. car. Yeah, I mean, that's mm-hmm. you know, that's how or it you, all happened. One guy who had a trailer brought tires for everyone else. <laughs> yes, exactly. Does that happen? Like, it? I haven't been to a PCADE in quite a while. Do, do people drive their cars pretty often, or is it they, shifted oh, more? Yeah. Yeah, there, yeah, there's there's yeah. some. I, the, the more advanced yeah, drivers sure. are all trailering their cars. Mm, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the, the beginners, the novices, and even some of the intermediates, mm-hmm. they'll still drive. Or some they're, of them they're, they're definitely still driving, but the hardware that they're bringing is like, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, even if, let's say, it's a base model, whatever, mm-hmm. it's still so much performance now in the green group or the novice group that you're just going, man, these cars are quick and they've got all sorts of driver's aids. And if you, you try to bring a, a G model out there, you just, you know, you're pedaling 210 horsepower. Is you just can't keep on. That's why I, I really can't. I laugh when someone in nine nine one says this is really an analog car. I'm like, uh, that's not <laughs> yeah. analog. The eighty seven sure even my nine six four. I'm like that has power steering and ABS. Oh, you don't know but analog until you drive a G body car. And yeah. I let you because we were we Manny and I were battling a lot in the autocross, and he was in his nine six four. I was in my eighty seven, and we were running neck and neck. And I'm like, you got so much easier. He's like, what are you talking about? We pretty much have the same car. I'm like, no. You have it way easier than I do. And then we switched, and yeah. what happened, Manny? G50s are not the same. Because <laughs> I couldn't find gears for, like, worth anything. The, I'm like, like this is terrible. I can't find it. <laughs> he got out. He's like, how do you even boo, drive boo, this Your thing? car is terrible. Yeah, I know, right? He's like, how do you even drive this thing? I'm like, now you know why I don't go back into first. Because he would like like come into a corner mm-hmm. and say, oh, I put it back in first. And that way he can jump out of the hole. I'm like, dude, no. Like my engine's worth a lot more, my transmission's worth a lot more than me getting that fraction of a second. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, but the, uh, the eighty seven doing it was popular with drivers' ed, but uh, yeah, that was a uh, truly uh, analog car in every sense of the word. Yeah. yeah. So back to Aaron. Now that you're president, what the heck are you? Well, gonna hold do on with a second because uh, we were hearing a story before, and I want Aaron to tell it because I was fascinated because he had his father. As his driver's ed instructor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And there yeah. was the things that just came through my head. At any point did he say, it's not possible for you to be my son? No, no. It, you know, it's Did funny. he say you drive like your mother? No, it, and, and it's funny because 
I mean, he was my instructor no matter where we went. He would request that he be my instructor. And not once did we ever have an argument or a disagreement or did I get yelled at. Didn't slap you across the face. <laughs> no, ne- no. We, it, it was amazing. We never. We, there was Not never while he was driving at least. Yeah. Did you no. ever say, Dad, I hate you or no, no, uh, pull the car over? No, there was ne- we never had an issue or a problem with him being uh, my instructor. That's amazing, um, actually. So the, the story was we were at Watkins Glen and we were coming down the front straight. And at this time, we had a uh, 79 SC that had, you know, full track suspension, a little bit of engine work done. It was, you know, it was a full on track car. So we're coming down the front. So this straight. is his car, not this yours. This is his okay. car. So we're coming down the front straight and I get a pass signal fairly late on the straight. And this was before communicators. So he's y- yelling to me, no, no, no. What I hear is go, go, go. Oh, no. So I put my, keep my foot in it. So oh, now no. brake markers are going by and I start to get on the binders and we're not going to make this corner. There's just oh. no way. Well, for those who've driven the Glen, turn one has some banking to it. So I release the brakes, turn the car, the rear end starts to step out. Oh. And the one thing I always remember, my father Stay always saying it. to me, don't lift, don't lift, don't lift, yep. don't lift. So I slowly squeeze the throttle on and... I'm going to say thanks to the banking, I was able to catch it and keep on going. So, of course, we come in, and the first thing he says to me, what are you doing? Why did you make that pass? I said, he says, I kept telling you no. I said, Dad, all I heard was go, go, go. <laughs> so the next time, we didn't use no. Yes. Yeah. So. Wow. <laughs> That's, that see, could have ended very differently. See, my dad would tell me what I was doing wrong when I was driving, but my dad was the worst driver ever. I could not imagine my dad. I imagine oh. in his head he thought he was the best driver. <laughs> oh, I'm sure my dad thought he was the best ever, but oh my gosh. I so, would like to tell the story. My daughter and I never got past the driveway. <laughs> my wife goes, go have your daughter because you haven't driven with her yet. I said, okay. So she gets in the driver's seat. I get in the passenger seat. And she backed out like she was being chased by the cops. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, 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 stop. She's like, what's wrong? I'm like, what? why are you flying out of the driveway backwards? She goes, this is how it's going to be. I can't drive like this. <laughs> I'm like, well, you're going to go full throttle out of the back driveway yes and she got in a car and i got in a car and we come back inside my wife's going what's wrong i'm like drives over <laughs> it lasted uh two car lengths. i could totally see that happening so how many of you were nervous driving with your parents in the right seat were you nervous uh you, well now no well, but my for pa- a while my, like, my, my, like my parents are in the 80s license. yes and i'm nervous as heck you know but nervous that my dad is going to see somebody doing something wrong, lean over, honk the horn, and yell "f you." Really? <laughs> yeah. That is a. Uh, I like your dad. Yeah. No, it, it was not fun. <laughs> for purely for entertainment. Yeah. Well, I mean, it. it I thought that. I, I thought that, that to Vu before. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh! Mandy does that to me. I'm like, stay off my. That horn. is my pet peeve. <laughs> like, it, oh my god! Do not reach over. Uh oh. We know what triggers David now. <laughs> oh yeah. The next time we're in a rental car. <laughs> And you I'm know gonna, what happens when you trigger me, right? Yeah. I'm going to tell Jim, I'll go, hit the horn when he's hit driving. He loves it. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Don't do it. <laughs> so back to my question. Now that you've got the weight of PCA on your shoulders, what are you looking to do with PCA? I think where we're going to look first is digital. You know, I think PCA has done a great job up to this point with our digital offering, but I think we really need to move forward there. Um Again, things like the podcast, social media, YouTube, you know, that's where we need to keep improving on what we do and producing more content. Um, You know, it's it's all about digital content and that's where we need to be uh, going forward. I think, you know, another area we really need to work at, and we've heard a lot of this from the regions, is volunteerism. Mm-hmm. Regions are having an issue with people volunteering and volunteering volunteerism falling off. So how do we get those younger members involved? Because at some point, you know, those members that have been doing it all the time aren't going to be able to do it or Absolutely. aren't going to be there to do it. Yeah. So, you know, people show up and say, it's great. I get here. The autocross is all set up. Timing and scoring is ready to go. And I just go drive. Well, at some point, those folks that do that work aren't going to be there for one reason or another. And those folks need to learn that and be able to do that. So one day they're going to show up and there's not going to be anybody there to do it. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. is a perfect time for all of our listeners, viewers. If you haven't volunteered with your region, do so. Because that is, one, the only way that PCA works. PCA would not work if we didn't have volunteers. And, by the way, it's a lot of fun. Because I will say, not most, 
but I can certainly say all of my friends are through the car world and many of them are through, you know, activities where I volunteered and we're doing certain things and, you know, they just, you know, pe people that are doing this are kind of cut from the same cloth and it, it's a lot of fun. But like I said, it's, it's, it's the bloodline of PCA. So go out there and volunteer. And your region is reflective of the volunteers, meaning mm -hmm. if you say, well, I don't go out to my region events because all they do is uh, wine and cheese events. And get involved and do the events you do, want to do. do the That's literally you want to do. Yeah. Uh, everyone knows that, uh, or at least uh, everyone knew that uh, when I became president, one of my uh, things that I wanted to change was Panorama. Mm -hmm. I just didn't like the way the direction Panorama was going in and whatnot. And so, you know, when I got in there, I, if I found that in order to change it, I had to make the president yeah. to make the change. Uh, but even in my region, we wanted to do like slot car night. We wanted to do a midnight autocross. Well, if you volunteer to do it, odds are they're going to let you do it. That's yeah. it's amazing how if you come up to a region, you say, "I want to help run this," or if you, you guys need any help, I, I can't imagine the instance where they're going to say no. Yeah, they're well, dying for. Volunteers. But here's here's where I'm going to jump in and say, you know, there are regions out there that have volunteers in place that have been doing it for a long time, right? And their heart is in the right place. But but those folks. As much as we want these new people to kind of raise their hand and come forward, the ones that have been volunteering for a long time, you all need to take a step back, right? Like you need to embrace these younger folks that are, and I'm not just saying people that are in their 20s and 30s, but I'm just saying younger in terms of volunteer time is let, let these help cultivate them. Let these people help you. And it's time for you to sit back and relax because well, let's be honest, there's a lot of volunteers out there that that is their life and they don't want to let go of it and and it's it's not healthy for the club to have someone volunteer and do the same thing for 30 years yeah and they you know they need to pass on that knowledge that exactly. they've gained for all the years from volunteering and you know again I, I think a lot of us here who volunteer for pca we do it because somebody did it before us and if they didn't i wouldn't have been able to de or autocross mm -hmm. or go on drives and things like that so you know it's about giving back to the club and those new folks coming in and, you know, that we need to pass that down to the next generation of folks coming to the club that, you know, it's what drives the club at what keeps us active. But you meet such great people. Yeah, absolutely. When you volunteer. And it was funny when I first started DEing, there were no corner workers. You had to go out and flag and be corner workers. Run and so, work. Yeah. So yeah. what was funny was I'm at this uh, corner station with this gentleman and his wife. And I don't know if you all have Fryhofer cookies down here. No. So they're a brand of cookies up in the upstate New York you area. You can't bring up something like that and not bring us a sample. Well, I'll bring you a sample next <laughs> yeah. time. We'll come to find out the guy that I'm working the corner with, he and his brother own Fryhofer cookies. What? Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, we need to get a podcast sponsor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they have long since sold the company uh. and moved on. But, you know, it's that kind of stuff that, you know, these people who you just meet by volunteering and doing stuff in the club. and you know, Amelia, my wife, and I say it all the time. Our best friends and the people we hang out yep. with all the time are from the club. Exactly. Yep. So let's get into um, a little bit of Porsche news. And uh, we've got a few going on here. And one that's not, I mean, to me, is not something that is a surprise, but it's in the news now. And people are saying it's finally happening. And that's the 911 hybrid. Oh, my God. What a trigger. <laughs> people get so triggered by this it's um, there will be one there won't be one there will yeah. be one oh, there just about the, how many <laughs> there times, will be one period the thing i love hearing all the time is i have i oh thank god because i'm gonna own the last real 911 no. and i go what do you own and they're like i own a 992 uh such and such and i'm like really because i thought i had the last real 911 the 964 no every, i have the real last, every generation I, has the last real 911 yeah, yeah and uh and guess what i i ask people I go, have you ever driven a hybrid 911 and they're like, they look at me and go, no. And I said, well, <clears throat> I have. I've driven a aftermarket car to Devonin. And I like, I said, you will be blown away yeah. uh, by what a hybrid can do with having that much extra horsepower. I said, Porsche does not build slower cars. They don't build less fun cars. Yep. Um, you know, wait to see what happens. Uh, since when has Porsche let us down? And everyone's going, oh, it's going to be a heavy car. Oh, this, 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 that, and the other. I'm excited about it. We kind of knew about this back at Rensport, uh, the last Rensport almost five years ago, because they made a mention, they let us slip, or about the fact that uh, the car, that this, the 992 coming out, didn't have exactly all the room to make 
uh, put a hybrid in there, mm-hmm. and they detailed what they had to change. So it seems like the next generation of the 992 or maybe 99, whatever they're going to call it, will have the room. Well, the yeah. current generation 992, the PDK transmission um, is actually yes. was designed mm-hmm. to house yep. a hybrid system. So it's whether do, That's do, what I'm saying. do they want to do it or do they not want to do it? It's not surprising to me, right? But you know, it's it's in the news. It's going to happen. Regulations are forcing this out. You know, regardless of whether or not you think it's a, the right thing to do, for the company to be able to continue to make sports cars, make the 911, they've got to adapt. Right? It's still a gas engine. It's still a gas you engine. You just have a uh, basically EV boost. Yeah, yep. it works in Formula One. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I'm excited to, you know, the the technology of the the, the Vaughn system that you drove, Manny, was pretty cool because it was a it's not even a battery pack it was like a capacitor that had this electrified flywheel that they replaced the flywheel in the system with this electronic version mm-hmm. and the added power to your powertrain with really not changing anything else so doing what you know hot rodders did with say nitrous or methanol or whatever just imagine even if you did it on a very conservative method and added 50 or 60 horsepower at the flywheel in addition to your 20 210 horsepower g body car and now all of a sudden it's 260 275 horsepower that i mean same weight same i mean that's pretty cool no turbo lag no turbo lag nothing now you know the Vaughn system because they don't have the economies of scale. I mean, I think that was a it's like seventy five thousand seventy five thousand yeah. dollars. But guess what? You know, Porsche and other automotive makers are going to have this economy of scale. They're going to dial into this technology, and it's I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, same so. year. All right, the next one uh, we the, the uh, only thing be, uh, real quick for that there's a uh, there's been video of this car uh, that, that was spied on the Nuremberg ring. I couldn't find how they knew this was a hybrid though. What the giveaway? Oh, there's reading. a sticker. Oh, is that what it was? I didn't see I'm anywhere. I'm pretty sure. Well, I haven't looked at the picture. If you have an electrified system Germany, on your car, the... you, uh, like on the you have to have. So when the emergency crew comes uh, out, they know oh. that. All right. I was looking at the so... body work and everything, and I'm like, how did they? How did they notice it's a hybrid work? And it sounds yeah. no different than. Uh, yeah. It sounds like a regular. It's a safety manager. measure for the okay. for the crew. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. They didn't say anything on the article. How do? Yeah. It was just assumed that I'm like, there's yeah. something I'm missing here. Yeah. That's good to know. All right, so the next article has to do with, man, we've been posting a lot on our Instagram page about the mm-hmm. Dakar rally, and it's been very popular, so popular that they're thinking about taking it. Yeah, to Oliver the, Bloom in a recent yeah. interview said there's more coming. So for people who thought this may have been just a experiment or a phase, evidently. Uh, I had a feeling this would be like the 911R, right? And then, yeah. which I wouldn't say morphed into the touring, but inspired the GT3 touring. This yeah. is like the same thing. They have their limited edition 911 Dakar. Now they're going to offer it as a package, it sounds like. They'll sell every single yeah. one of them. Oh, yeah. For all those people who are com- complaining that only 2500 well, here's your chance. There you go. There you so. go. Now this next, uh, so, so we have a run of show sheet that we work off, and Manny picks the news, and I usually scan them, and I usually click on them to prepare. And the only thing I could focus in on this third link was the fact that it says only fans. Oh, it's a new sponsor <laughs> for this uh, race in Dubai. <laughs> and I know because we were talking about getting a uh, PCA-only fan to raise money <laughs> for podcast equipment. Is... Since we have the president next to us, you know, I mean, if we can just raise our budget, we won't have to create our own only fans. But uh, I'm ready to take my clothes off. So, so, oh my god, oh my god. So, so have I confessed live of my first experience with OnlyFans? With OnlyFans? Only no. You guys? So, are you sure you want to? Are you sure? Robert right now is doing that edit so, button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, it is actually quite funny. So we we were out on we were <laughs> let, let me see how I tell this. So Aaron, this is where it goes. It goes where it goes. And so we're we're, we're on a boat trip with with my buddy. It's his uh it's his bachelor party trip, and I arranged to go like not deep sea fishing, but just uh, out to the bay to go fishing, right? And so when you're going out there, it's kind of a long ride, and you just kind of strike up conversation with the captain and the and then I don't know what you call the person that helps with the 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 fish, whatever. Or, First mate. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. So, so we started talking, and he's talking. We talk about Porsches, or we talk about cars. He's like, "Yeah, you know, my neighbor. You know, I don't know. He has all these fancy cars, but uh, you know, it's it's because of uh, 
uh, they, they have an OnlyFans account. I'm like, oh, sweet. And in my mind, in my mind, fans, like I'm thinking maybe they're very good at sports betting. Like I had no idea. So I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, maybe they're just luckier. They're, you know, well-versed in da 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 What's her name? I'll look them up. <laughs> no, I didn't get to there. And then all my friends start laughing at me. And they're going, you don't know what OnlyFans is, do you? I'm like, what? It's just sport betting, right? And they're like... No. So we'll stop the story there. I do understand what it is now, which is why I hesitated on clicking this link that Manny provided. But it is a legit sponsor yeah, for, for being at for, the 24 uh, Hours of Dubai. The 24 Hours at Dubai. So anyways, uh, videos, uh, 996 Water Pump. Yes. Yeah, so uh, Panorama editor Rob Sass uh, decided when his water pump started leaking that he would uh, replace it himself. Well, actually... He actually wanted Damon. He wanted to pay Damon to, to switch it over. Oh, yeah. I forgot. And, I was going to be nice yes. and not mention that part. And I but. said, I said uh, hey, that would be good content. Why don't we have someone who really isn't mechanical do it and we'll guide you. He initially wanted you to do it? Oh, yeah. He yeah, he was going to pay me like, I don't know, 100 bucks or something. Or, oh, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Mr. Sass. Yeah. So I, said, we get him I, I shamed him into uh, do it yourself. And, uh, well. <laughs> we saw how that turned Basically, out. Basically, everything that could go wrong went wrong. Oh, my god. Much gosh. like... Uh, yeah, you know, people experience when they're doing their own uh, uh, DIY for the first time. Yeah, and uh, it's funny uh, if you're watching YouTube that there was just a scene where um, Rob is taking a hose off to drain the coolant, which which I had instructed him to do. And then there's a circle, a green circle around a little port that you're actually supposed to use to drain the coolant. Which when we ran this by our tech expert, um, he pointed that out. Hey, it's much easier and cleaner just to use that port, and I'm. You know, dough. <laughs> but here's here's the thing. Like the, the yeah. whole idea of this video, and, and you know, kudos to Manny was we see a lot of DIY videos that seems to go like Martha Stewart, like smooth, like everything. You have all the tools. You have everything comes apart nicely. And Manny goes, "Let's do a video where like in the re the reality, the real world of doing a water pump on a car that has hundreds of thousands of miles, and let's show them what it looks like on the with the guy who doesn't really wrench, right? So, yep. so we get Mister Sass who's wearing his cashmere sweater, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you who thought who thought this was going to be a quick two hour job, yeah. And, and it and it is if you're working on sure. like a F one fifty and you have all sorts, or you of do room. this on a regular basis, yeah. yeah. yeah mm -hmm. Sure, you can uh, do. You know exactly like Damon said where to drain the uh, fluid from. But uh, we quickly found out this was not going to be a one-day oh job. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. When, and, it, uh, and it wasn't the water pump. and It was just no. it's, it's just not, an old car, and other yeah. things started other to break. Things. When he broke the oil yeah. filler tube, oh right. gosh. which we had just been talking about what a pain it is to replace that. And yep. then, boom. Then he, we heard this cussing so much so that the uh, so girls and member services so came in because they thought – Either someone got hurt or got killed because how much screaming there was. We could probably make an amazing B-roll of him just cursing. Like that probably. Would I be wish a viral I video. didn't have my camera no, rolling for that say, whole time. He would have put so. uh, Chevy Chase and Christmas Vacation to shame. <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I think we accomplished what we set out to do yep. because we gave a realistic portrayal of replacing a water pump in a 996, yeah. and people watched it and they go. You know what? I'm a DIY person, but after watching this, uh, I think yeah. I'm going to. They had any hesitation? Yeah. We yeah. kind of like cemented. Yeah. Maybe you pay a little bit more, you just get your yeah. technician. And there's well, some people that can do it themselves, right? And and that's fine. Like somebody said, hey, just make sure that you said this before. Make sure it's not your primary car. Yeah. You know, give yourself time. If it's going to take a couple weekends, and it take a couple weekends. If everything but, went right for a novice, that's probably you could probably do that as a novice. A weekend. In a, in a day, if yeah. nothing goes wrong, but things always go wrong. I was about to say, there's no way you and, can do it in a day. I, I told you, so, I said, everything I see on YouTube that I tried never yeah. seems to go smooth. There's yeah. always like a hiccup or something. Mm -hmm. But you watch YouTube, and seven minutes later, it's fixed. It's and fixed. you're thinking, well, this is pretty easy. I can do this. Yeah. And then you quickly find out that they probably pre-loosened some nuts on the, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. the before the video went. They did all this stuff prior to the video. And they made it look easy. And it's it's really cool. And again, thank you all, one, for watching it, subscribing. But the comments that you provided, 
some of you said thanks for showing it to me now i'm gonna let someone else do it others now know okay i'm gonna set aside a weekend to do it but what i really love is those of you that kind of watch the details of you know, oh, i can't believe mr sass was wearing a cashmere sweater doing this or oh look <laughs> damon, at damon looked like he cut his finger yeah damon cut his finger look at his, his the bandage that he has on there i feel like i almost cut my finger oh, that was bad it wear was gloves bad. do not pull on yeah metals. wear Wearing gloves <laughs> wear eye protection you know that that video illustrates why you need to. And do the all scary that. thing is, we had a lift. Oh yeah, we have a lift here at the office, so I can't imagine if we were just on ramps or something. Yeah, Quick Jacks, and I did all this on my Cayman on Quick Quick Jacks makes it r- almost as easy as a lift, as long as you're fairly limber. So if you if you have a bad back. <laughs> Quick jacks aren't going to work. Well, but, well um, yeah. Well, with quick jacks, I got to take yoga before it makes I work it on my car. Easier yeah. to get underneath, mm-hmm. but the problem is you got to lay down, get up, lay down, yeah, get up, exactly. lay down, get up. Because you're like, oh, I forgot the socket over here, or I need the ratchet over here, or yeah. I got to go get the the. Yeah, it's it's. And then we got to see what previous owners had done to the car. Oh so yes, it we was, did. Yeah, it was uh, it's typical. Like I think said, you do you have a car with a lot of mileage on it. You're Mm-hmm. This is what you're going to go up against. Yeah. Well used. Um, the previous owner definitely enjoyed that car. Drove it everywhere. Yeah. So, so speaking of driving, uh, you drove Manny a pretty amazing car on Angeles Crest. Yeah, though, I mean, it's, to me, it's a car that really has no faults. The GTS, the 991. Uh, what do you say? Guaranteed to sell? That's how we would call it. GTS guaranteed to sell because. They, you know, it's like the perfect car. If you don't want a GT3 or a turbo, full turbo, GTS is a uh, great car to pick. Uh, and I think even uh, the last uh, Tech Tactics Live we did, Mike Maurer uh, said that that's also a car that I think I think it's right well. on the spot. It's like what's what's the Porsche? Not too hot, not too cold, right in the middle. 450 horsepower, good grip. You know, all the modern conveniences. There, there's good. a thing on YouTube car channels that um everybody says it's the sweet spot is it yeah well they yeah. say that yeah i mean because yeah, i really think throttle is. house or um uh the straight pipes they made a yeah. little collage of that of all sorts of youtubers yeah. it's the sweet spot the but it is. it is it's it the is. goldilocks it's a sweet spot it is. you can't yeah, describe I, it any other way i think it's the best bang for the buck yeah. you know for what you get and what you pay for mm-hmm but it's not the last real 911 there's a difference <laughs> no agree <laughs> there's agree. a difference <laughs> yep all right, so let's uh, catch up on some upcoming events. Tech Tactics Live, uh, January 11th. We're going to be talking about, well, here's what happened. Um, as of this recording earlier this week, Spring Treffen Georgia Mountain sold out in less than five minutes. And if you've been listening to... Well, five our, minutes and 44 seconds. Yeah. If you've been listening to our podcast, we've told you this. We've told you if you wanted to go to Traffin, what you needed to do. And we're going to expand on that a little bit further January 11th with Tech Tactics Live. Not technically a technical show, but we're going to talk to you about all the upcoming PCA events in 2023 and give you some as Manny likes to call it, pro tips on what you need to do. One, to get yourself there, prepare yourself. You know, if you're bringing a car, what to do. We're going to give you some Instead insights. of spending a couple of years learning the secrets um, to enjoying these events and registering, we're going to tell you the secrets. And uh, so when you go for your first time, you're already ahead of the game. And I got to say this about Treffin because it's always fun watching registration online. And Robert Forsythe, uh, does a great job of preparing it. In fact, the whole team, uh, I saw them uh, the day before they were testing the uh, registration system. Even though they've used it before, they test everything out. They have multiple people running it. Uh, they put stress on the uh, system to make sure it can handle uh, a, a bunch of people loading in at once. And then uh, people were on the site three hours before. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Robert created a link so we could all look to see uh, you know, the people that were, uh, how many people are and where they were um, looking at the website from. And so, yeah, and <clears throat> unfortunately, there were some people that didn't take our advice or take anyone's advice and look at the website ahead of time and knew what you want to choose as far as tours and had logged in right at the t- time the re- website opened, but we're still reading about the tours and it sold out. Yeah. Yep. So. Well, I think what happened, so with Treffins, um, they – we have two per year, and they're always each one takes place in a different part of the U.S. or Canada. They're all bucket list destinations. All bucket list destinations, and um, however, some bucket list destinations might be more popular. And I think it was what Treffen in the Carolinas 
what was it, Asheville. 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 Sold out in, I think, less than five minutes. And some of the other Treffins afterwards, it took a little longer, maybe half an hour or a day. And, um, you know, so we haven't had that quick quick sellout. Maybe maybe members got a little bit complacent thinking about that. But Treffin, if it's in a place that's really busy, like Peach State region, mm-hmm. it's just going to sell that's out so big quickly. That's a market is uh, Atlanta, yeah. and the region's big. And so, yeah, we were expecting uh, a lot from there. And you just can't um, – we just can't take everyone who wants to register because it would yeah. be a terrible experience, especially with tours. And I always like to use the uh, Disney World uh, analogy – at Disney World and Disneyland shut their doors. When they get to a certain capacity. Yeah, mm-hmm. a, a, exactly. Because otherwise, the only memory people have is uh, riding two rides all day and waiting in line yeah. nine hours. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, and I understand people get upset. Just like concert tickets, right? Everybody wants to go to some popular singer or performers and, and they sell out. Well, say, you know, the, the charm of Treffin is its size. The charm of the destinations that we go, you know, capacities of these hotels will only hold so much. So we can only have an event of this size. And people say, well, why don't you just add more rooms, add more hotels? And guess what? It becomes a parade. And mm-hmm. that's this is not a parade. It really, the charm of it is its size and where we go with it. And it, we have limited space. So I apologize on behalf of PCA if you didn't get in, but you know, don't hate on us for it. It's a, it's a very, very popular program and we do have a wait list so and we do have a wait list and if if you follow like i said the insider tips that we give you you'll get in you'll definitely al- always get expect it to sell out within five minutes even if it doesn't that's how you should go into trying you should to go into it thinking it, yeah. you're go, you're, it's going to sell out in a minute yeah. i mean that way if you really really want to get into yeah, it. another way to yeah. raise money aaron is uh, using the southwest uh, boarding you know charge extra no. early bird access <laughs> early bird to travel. oh no <laughs> gosh <laughs> All right, so also coming up in uh, January, uh, January 28th through the 29th, uh, hopefully some of you guys will go for some sunshine down at the uh, 24 hours at Daytona and get to see some exciting cars Yeah, go to that track. PCA uh, hospitality tent. I, actually, I had someone say, does PCA do anything down at the Rolex 24? And yeah, we do. I said, is this the first time you're going? He yeah. said, yes. I'm like, uh, yes, we do. We have a, blown away. You can't miss our tent. I said, I just followed the infield and look for the flag. Which turn is it again? Turn four, it would turn be, five? Uh, I call it the kink because the it's, kink, a, yeah. a, it's straight inside the infield where the, uh, there's a small, a slight kink. And uh, You can't miss us. We yeah, have yeah. 200 and some portions. We have flags everywhere. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Trackside. And yeah, you, we stand up. Yep. Uh, registration for works reunion uh, has already opened. Judge, uh, the judge area is full. We're more than halfway sold out for the corral, so make sure you jump on that. Uh, let's see, Tech Tactics East registration is opening soon. It's going to open January 18th. The event is actually February 18th and February 19th. You and just need to register for one of the days. And keep on listening because uh, we're now we're planning think- to do at least one of the um, seminars live. Uh, probably on Saturday. Uh, we're going to record a lot more and release them uh, uh, throughout the uh, season um, because a lot of people can't make tech tactics but uh, you know, want to hear what the uh, seminars were about. So here's your advance warning. We haven't had this event in Easton for over two years. There's only 125 slots a day. It will sell out. So if you want to go you know, watch the time of when it opens on January 18th. Make sure you log on exactly. On and they're a diehard pup bunch because last time was, I don't know, were you, if you were, were you there? I think you were there when yeah. it snowed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I thought everyone was going to rush out to the parking lot and go home because there was a lot of Porsches in the parking lot. It was like, it was like and six nope, inches. Everyone stayed. No one, uh, <laughs> no one left. Yep. Yep. So with that, um, thank you all for listening. If you aren't currently a PCA member and you own a Porsche, Grab that VIN, head to PCA.org. We'll set you up with membership. If you don't own a Porsche, of course, we have the Test Drive program. Remember to follow us on the podcast Instagram page, behind-the-scenes videos, Porsche Club Insider, all one word. You can also send us a message at podcast.pca.org. And, and, and final word to Aaron, good luck uh, as president. You're going to have a great time. And when things get really rough, remember what I used to always say, it's just the car club. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Looking forward to it. And I thought it would be appropriate to close out today's podcast with a lap with Ken Block and the Hoonapigas. Pickett. <laughs>